Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Good morning. I would venture to say outside the walls of this church, few of you will encounter the word Advent, let alone wishes for a hope-filled Advent season. So I want to be the first this morning to say Happy Advent and also Happy New Year. Today, as we know, starts a new year in the church, a new liturgical year. You see it in the colors that we have on as your clergy and on the dressings of our altar. We also see it in the Advent candles that we light this month. And today, as we come together, we gather on what's called the first Advent candle a week, which is the Hope Week. And for the next three Sundays, we'll light the candle of peace, joy, love, and then the Christ candle. So Advent begins a time for all of us for preparation. It's also a season of renewal and hope. It's been said that Christians are considered Advent people, people who wait, people who watch, people who hope. Lord only knows there's probably not a season in our lives where hope is more needed than it has been in the last couple of years for all of us. And we build our lives on the promises of Jesus and his hope, his hope to return. So Advent is certainly a fitting season for renewal. Advent's a time to exercise the muscles that help us live out our Christian hope. Living out that hope with our eyes firmly fixed on the horizon, always awaiting our Savior. Begin this morning by reviewing once again what we heard in Luke 21. So I ask you to follow along with me at verse 25. And there will be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars. And the earth will distress the nations in perplexity because the roaring of the sea and the waves, people fainting with fear and with foreboding of what is coming on in the world. For the powers of heaven will be shaken, and then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, straighten up, raise your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. This prophetic passage points to the terrifying experience <clears throat> of, one world, of one's world coming to an end. And not only the final end for this entire world or for humanity, but also for one's individual world, such as one's financial world of security, or one's health, one's marriage, one's freedom, or approach to aging and dying. These can all be terrifying experiences, not only because of the physical suffering and stress that they may entail, but also because these tribulations can lead us to deeper despair about the meaning of them in each of our lives. As we hear today, on this first Sunday of Advent, the Hope Sunday, Jesus starts off by telling us there will be signs. When I was a child, one of the signs that I always looked forward to was the advent calendar. 
Every year, my brother and I were given this Advent calendar, and it usually had a beautiful picture on it, and little numbered doors, and every single day of the month, we would open a door, and there would be a short Bible verse of the Christmas story that my mother would teach to us. The door that we opened was a sign, a sign that Christmas was getting closer. So we enthusiastically counted the days, the fact that Advent meant the coming to us of Christmas. Advent for us was a joy-filled time of great hope, excitement, and expectation. Yes, it meant that Jesus was born in Bethlehem, but it also meant presents and Santa Claus. So I eagerly looked forward to the future day by day. But then, somewhere along the way in life, I grew up. And life began to get a little more complicated. Advent began to take on a little different meaning, a more personal meaning. Advent was no longer just a joy-filled, hope-filled season before Christmas, or joy-filled countdown to the day that Santa showed up. Instead, it began to describe the reality of my life in this broken world, in my own brokenness. This gospel prophecy here today that we heard read about the destruction of the temple describes wars, earthquakes, famines, plagues, and betrayal. And all those topics began to take on a whole different meaning and a more personal meaning to me as I continued to grow up. The word Advent actually means to come. It can mean the arrival of a notable person, which the church recognizes as the second coming of our Savior Jesus. But it can also mean the arrival of a notable thing or a notable event. As I grew up, Advent began to take on the meaning of a notable season in my life, seasons of change, seasons of letting go, seasons of looking to a future that wasn't always so clear. The older I got, it seemed life began to be filled with more and more tribulation. Looking back, can't recall exactly when that reality first began to take hold of my life. It may have been when I started battling alcohol early in my stress-filled aviation profession, filled with mergers, moves, <laughs> layoffs, and pay cuts. Jesus said, there will be signs. It may have been when my dad died at my age of an unexpected heart attack. <coughs> Jesus said, there'll be signs. It may have been the morning I stood in my office staring out the window with tears running down my face on 9-11, knowing that my life in this world would never be the same. Jesus said, there will be signs. Jesus, in fact, had warned his disciples in the verses prior to this reading today of the fall of the great temple as they continued to go enamored about the beauty of it. I'm certain they would have had a hard time that day believing Jesus' word that they were going to come crashing down. But I'm also certain, my friends, that someone would have had a hard time believing on September 10th that those World Trade Centers would come crashing down. Jesus said... There will be signs. Or it may have been the day that I arrived in Haiti 
for the team of spiritual first responders, doctors, and caregivers after the catastrophic earthquake that killed hundreds of thousands of people in 2010. As I looked into the provished faces of those people in Haiti, with great despair, I can remember Jesus saying, there will be signs. It could have been one of those or a hundred other things in my life. Those are only a few of my personal challenging, changing Advent stories. Short stories about my life that had been abruptly changed and the world that I had once known abruptly ended and forever changed. But Jesus does tell us today that there will be signs. So I ask you to think this morning, what are your Advent stories? I'm sure you probably have some. I'm sure you've lived through seasons of change and pain, seasons of letting go, seasons of stepping into an uncertain time or future, maybe even a future you didn't want. I sometimes wish that Advent was as simple as it was as just opening a little door on the calendar when I was a little boy knowing that Santa was one day closer. But all of us know this world isn't that simple. This is a world that's desperately in need of hope today. We know that life is not that simple. And Jesus and the Bible tells us that it won't be. Maybe that's why every year on the first Sunday of Advent, we hear a prophetic gospel passage that seems to describe the end of the world. And all the signs that will accompany it. have that on Advent morning. And we certainly hear that chatter around us today in this world around us. There's a lot of talk about it, but there has been for 2,000 years. Folks, this passage today is not just a story about Jesus talking to his disciples. This is your story and it's my story. We will all experience Advent stories in our own lives, seasons of challenge, hardship, and difficulty. We see it in this troubled world every day all around us. And today, on this day, amid all the chaos around us in this world, we start a new church here. And once again, we declare it to be the good news of Jesus' appearing, whether it's for all of us or individually. After all, Jesus does start telling us today that there will be signs. And today, more than ever, we can see that and see the need for that around us. The longer I live, the more I realize how necessary those signs are. We need them to be reminded that the signs are their friends for us as Jesus followers for a reason. Each and every Advent story is accompanied by those signs. Jesus says if we look, we will see the signs everywhere. And the sun and the moon and the stars and the stress among the earth's nations and glory and the seas and the waves. Lord only knows we heard a lot about our climate today and the tribulation all around us around that topic. And no doubt you've seen them. Seen them in your own personal lives. They're usually right in front of us. We may choose to ignore them. But they're there. And usually everyone else can see them in our lives but us. We need to be aware of them. Unfortunately, though, they're too easily and too quickly misunderstood and misused. And that's a problem. You see, friends, Jesus' words, there will be signs, are really words of hope. 
This is the season of hope. The hope and reassurance of those of us who truly know Jesus, that he will return in great power and glory. But sadly, they're too often heard as words of impending doom and chaos. Our misunderstanding of the signs can push us into deeper darkness, fear and despair, but that's not what they're for. Especially on top of all that we've been through in the last two or three years. Our misuse of the signs can easily bind us and blind us to the good news of the coming of the Son of Man, with all his power and great glory. Jesus' words to us this day that there will be signs are not words of warning and doom. He never actually says, in fact, if you study these passages, these prophetic passages, that they will signify the end of the world. To the contrary, Jesus says when we see the signs, we're to stand up, raise our heads, and know that our redemption, our healing Savior, is drawn near. These signs around us today are no reason to hang our heads in despair and shrink back from life. They're anything but that. Signs are our hope and our reassurance that God hasn't abandoned us. Notice what Jesus then tells his disciples and each of us in this illustration, this little parable about the fig tree. He says, look at the fig tree and all the trees. As soon as they come out in leaf, you see for yourself and know that summer is already near. So also when you see these things taking place, when you see the signs, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly I say to you. This generation will not pass away until all has taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Those are good news. Those are the good news words that we hear this morning. The fig tree teaches us what's to come. Advent signs for Christmas are as common as trees sprouting buds in the spring. When we see those bugs, we all know what they mean. They restore our hope. It's renewed. We know that something good is coming. They say that summer's near with all its hope of a brighter, more fruitful day. A season with new life, a season with new growth, new opportunity, new blessings. And that's the good news and the promise of Advent and the hope and the hope and the hope candle that we light every year as we start this new year in the church. This is a new start. That promise, that good news is filled not apart from, but in and through the realities of our own personal circumstances found in our own little Advent lives that we have to deal with, whether they're good or bad. We might look at the signs around us in this world and learn to read and understand our own Advent signs as new opportunities that sprout new leaves, new life, and new opportunity, even in these darkest days of winter. What might that mean for you this day as we begin a new year, a new season? What might that mean for you as we start this new church year? Does it mean the kingdom of God is closer than it was the day before for you? Could it mean you're entering a new season, a new season with new opportunities? Could it mean new hope amid current struggles and st sacrifices you might be going through right now?
can mean those things, and it can mean many more. Today, as we start a new year and a new life year in the church, you could open new doors in your life with bold courage and confidence. You could look on this world with a new sense of compassion and hope. You could be strengthened anew to do the work that God has called you to do in this church, in your community, in the place that you work. The Advent seasons of our lives can be long, but sometimes can be difficult. They can at times be painful, but they can be seasons of joy and great hope if we look at them through those lenses. You never face those seasons, friends, of challenge and hardship without signs of hope, without signs of the reassurance, without Advent promises that Jesus has given to us this day that point to the one who is coming. Never forget, he tells us that there will be a fight. So when tribulation, fears, or sorrows start to overwhelm or imprison you, raise up your heads and look to Jesus. He is our only true hope. If you're placing your hope in our government or in medicine or mask <laughs> mandates or any people, places, or things other than Jesus, you're setting yourself up for a disappointment. Folks, Jesus has and always will be our only Advent hope. He alone is our living Redeemer. He provides both abundant life and eternal life. He alone provides our strength for today and our hope for tomorrow. So we come together this day to start this new year to celebrate the start of this new church year. To celebrate the good news that our risen Savior comes to us this very day in the Eucharist that we will come to in a moment. In the word of scriptures that we hear read. In our worship. In our own personal Advent sorrows and joys. So far the words... From Andy Dufresne. You won't find him in the Bible. <laughs> he was a star of a movie one time that I wrote a paper on in seminary. And our, the whole movie is nothing but a great hope movie. And that movie closed with these words that speak to us today. Hope is a good thing. Maybe the best of things. And no good thing ever dies. Friends, our Redeemer lives today. This day. He is our help and our hope in this world and our only help and hope. So as St. Paul left this benediction to the Romans, I'm going to leave it with you today. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Happy Advent. Come. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.